Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. Most of us don't get real excited when somebody says it's time to go to the doctor, but we're going to the doctor today. In fact, we're going to a medical doctor who became a missionary. Perhaps you've heard of him. He's referred to in Scripture as the beloved physician, and his name is Luke. He wrote the third gospel record found in our New Testament. And interestingly enough, the gospel according to Luke is the longest book of the New Testament. 24 chapters long, 1151 verses. It gives us a more comprehensive view of the life and ministry of Christ than any of the other gospel records. I don't know about you, that sounds like a medical doctor to me. Thorough and dealing with details. As a matter of fact, Luke's profession is revealed. It, it gives itself away in even the way he writes this particular book. For example, Luke deals more with Christ's healings than any other writer. He talks so much about uh, the healing power of Christ and the miracles of Christ. And I think that's a beautiful picture because the Holy Spirit used this man's personal interest and personal background, but he sanctified it and through inspiration of the Holy Spirit caused him to write the very things that we need. The Gospel according to Luke is an amazing book. Now the key chapter of the book is Luke chapter 15. It is the story of the lost. You remember the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son. And the great message of Luke chapter 15 is that Christ loves the lost. He seeks the lost and praise God, He saves the lost. If Luke 15 is the key chapter, Luke 19 and verse 10 is the key verse. Now, these are the very words of Christ. The Bible says in Luke 19:10, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Isn't that a beautiful verse? You should memorize that verse, and then you should quote it frequently to others. For the Son of Man is come. Why has He come? To seek and to save that which was lost. Recently, I talked to you about the fact that Christ loved to use this term, Son of Man, for Himself because it connected Him to all of mankind. Well, let me ask you, who was lost? All of mankind. And so Jesus Christ, the perfect man, the God-man, came so that he could find every lost man and save the lost. And let me just testify for a moment. I praise God that that was his mission because I qualify. And if you're lost today, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want to tell you on the authority of the Word of God, Christ loves you. He came to this earth because he was seeking you and he wants to bring you into his family. That is his mission. Now, if you walk through the gospel according to Luke, you find beginning in chapter 1, the Savior provided. Uh, Luke gives us a great deal of information about the early years of Christ. We'll come back to that thought in just a moment. And then beginning in chapter 4 and verse 14, we see the Savior preaching. Uh, this section is really given less space in Luke than it is in Matthew or Mark. Uh, he gives some information about his baptism and some information about his early ministry. Uh, but the greatest section of the book begins in chapter 9, verse 51, with the Savior's purpose. 
Now, this is the longest section in Luke, and it records for us his journey to Jerusalem, his grand purpose, which was, of course, uh, to die, to be buried, and to rise from the dead. Now, why is this section so large? I believe it's because Luke's emphasis is on Christ as the Savior. In other words, he's saying here, look, he didn't just come to heal, and he didn't just come to teach. He came for one purpose, and the purpose was he had his eyes set, fixed on going to Jerusalem. And that leads us then to chapter 19, verse 45, through the end of the book, which is the Savior's performance. Uh, That section begins with Christ entering the temple, and then it ends with Him exiting the tomb and returning to glory. Oh, what a beautiful section that it is. And I hope you'll read through the entire gospel according to Luke. The emphasis or the theme of the book could be described this way, the Son of God as the Son of Man. Christ is equally fully man and fully God. The emphasis of Luke is really on His humanity. Matthew emphasized what Jesus said. Mark emphasized what Jesus did, but Luke emphasizes Christ Himself as a real person, a human being, God who became a man without ever ceasing to be God. And several things in Luke's record reveal that. One thing that reveals it is the genealogy that he gives. He gives the genealogy of Christ. And Luke's genealogy traces him all the way back, not just to Abraham, not just to David, but all the way back to Adam. And in so doing, he identifies Christ with all of mankind. It's also of note that Luke's genealogy is Mary's lineage, not Joseph's. Now that's very unique because rarely ever was the woman's line shown. But the reason for this is because this is the mother of Christ. He has no earthly father, only an earthly mother. And so he's showing us here Christ as the Son of Man, Christ as a human being. Uh, He also gives more space to the early years of Christ. He gives more time to his birth and his boyhood than any of the other gospel writers. Matter of fact, Mark and John tell us nothing about it. And Matthew does, uh, but his his, uh, space is only about a quarter the length of what Luke has to say about the early years of Jesus Christ. And then... Luke emphasizes in his life and ministry his humanity. He talks about his human feelings, his sympathies. He records for us many of his social relationships. Uh, This is interesting. He emphasizes the prayers of Jesus. Uh, Of the 15 occasions in the gospel records where Jesus is found praying, 11 of those are in Luke. And three parables on prayer are exclusively given to us in the gospel according to Luke. Why? Because Luke's message is this. God became a man. Oh, I'm thinking now of what the writer of Hebrews wrote, We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Oh, my friend, he is the sinless man. He is the perfect man, but he is very much man. That phrase, son of man, is used 25 times in this one book. Why? Because every time he uses it, He says, I became one of you. One of the striking things in this book is its emphasis on the poor. There's a great deal of emphasis that Dr. Luke gives to poverty and the poor that surrounded the Lord Jesus Christ. And that makes his identification even more moving because Christ is the one who became poor that we through his poverty might be rich. Oh, what a wonderful Savior that we have. Now let me give you this closing note about the gospel according to Luke. One thing that's peculiar to Luke's record is his emphasis on songs. 
Uh, the book begins with songs about Jesus. Uh, as a matter of fact, in chapter 1, the angels uh, visit Mary and they're singing. Again, in chapter 1, Mary gives her song of praise. She says, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Uh, then in chapter 1, we have Zacharias' song. Uh, we have in chapter 2, the angels' song. In the field, do you remember, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. Again in chapter 2, we have Simeon's praise of the Lord Jesus. And so the book opens with songs. But the book also closes with songs about Jesus. Read chapter 24, verses 52 and verse 53. Like bookends on this book, it opens and it closes with joy. You know, this world we live in is a, is a world of heartache and heartbreak. Oh, but when Jesus Christ comes into your life, when the Son of Man, the Son of God comes to live with you, He brings joy. He is our song. I hope today you'll make this journey with the Lord Jesus Christ because He's the reason for our joy. And with Christ, you can truly enjoy the journey. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.